Welcome to the Heart of Rural America podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Radke, a South Dakota cattle rancher, wife, mom of four, children's book author, and motivational speaker. I've started this show with a simple goal in mind, to share the untold stories of the often overlooked independent farmer and rancher. On this program, we'll discuss the challenges that face rural America today, as well as the anti-animal agriculture agenda that seeks to eliminate our way of life. And in the face of these ongoing battles, we'll also explore impactful solutions and meaningful pathways to profitability in order to keep producers on the land, to safeguard our private property rights, and to keep meat, dairy, and eggs on the dinner table. And in stark contrast to the ugly, divisive headlines in today's mainstream media, the heart of rural America will celebrate the faith, family values, patriotism, and work ethic of the incredible people I meet in my travels as an agriculture speaker. I hope you'll be inspired by these agricultural entrepreneurs, leaders, and rural families just as I am. Now let's hit the dusty trail together as we uncover the heart of rural America. Radke here. And by now you've heard the big news that I have released a brand new podcast called The Heart of Rural America. The first episode isn't set to release till July 26th, but in today's bonus episode, I wanted to give you a little preview of what the show is all about. And this news that I'm going to be commenting on is timely and it's in the popular discussion right now. And so it could not sit for another week before I released it. By now, you've probably heard the controversy surrounding Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town song. If you haven't heard the lyrics, it goes something like this. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face, stomp on the flag, and light it up. Yeah, you think you're tough. Well, try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Around here, we take care of our own. You cross that line, it won't take long. For you to find out, I don't recommend you don't. Try that in a small town. Another set of lyrics say, full of good old boys raised up right. If you're looking for a fight, try that in a small town. Try that in a small town. Now, the mainstream media has gone with the narrative that this is a racist dog whistle, that it's threatening violence in the streets. When Jason Aldean's song simply shows true crime happening in lawless cities across America as violence has erupted and people have lost their lives. And all most of us want in rural America and across most cities in America is peace and order so that we can raise our family and gather with our friends and go to church and go to school and go to work, not having to worry about violent crime in our streets. To me, the Jason Aldean song that I had the opportunity to listen to in person, in Nebraska, at a concert there during Nebraska Land Days. It meant a lot. You could tell the crowd responded to it greatly. Uh, The song to me means that in rural America and these flyover states with the often overlooked and forgotten hardworking blue-collar families who dedicate their entire lives providing the essential of life, the food, fiber, and energy that so many can take for granted so easily, because it's cheap and readily available and just at the click of their fingertips. And yet these folks are so often overlooked and talked down on and and told that they're hicks and hillbillies and dumb and, and rednecks, deplorables, whatever it might be. 
But to me and to people like me that live in rural America, that song means we love our neighbor. We take care of each other. We watch out for each other. We protect our women and children. We want safety in the streets. We want to be able to have communities that we can gather in the park and enjoy time together. That when someone is sick, everybody rallies around and brings casseroles. When a farmer is down with an injury, all the tractors rally and the combines come near and a massive harvest takes place because the farmer can't tend to his fields for himself. It means when someone is struggling or going something tough, we swing by for a talk and a hug. It means when the national anthem plays at a rodeo, we stand up with pride. We salute the troops. We thank the men and women who serve our country to keep us free. And at the end of each day and before every meal, we bow our heads in prayer. And we thank the Lord Almighty God for all of the blessings that he has bestowed on us. And we ask for the strength to carry the cross of some of the burdens and hardships that life has presented to us. But most of all, we pray for our children. We pray for the future of this country. And it's amazing to me to see this rhetoric taking shape around such a wonderful, impactful song. And, you know, in, in contrast, I think the American people actually do like it, despite what the headlines have to say. 50 plus million downloads already. It's topped the charts this week. I do have a pre-order at amandaradke.com for a shirt that says, try that in a small town, and you guys are buying it like crazy. But I want to tell you in this preview episode about another song that means quite a lot to me by Jason Aldean. Actually, if you look at his body of work, you can see that he sings to blue-collar workers, to farmers and ranchers, to small businesses in rural America. And that's what the heart of rural America, this podcast, is all about. It's instead of complaining about the mainstream narrative and the ugly, awful, divisive news headlines that we have to read in this country, and we have to ask ourselves, is this really the direction America is headed? Instead of focusing on that and fixating on it and being frustrated because we don't have an outlet or an, a way forward, a pathway forward to fix the problem and make things better for our kids and grandkids. Instead of being frustrated, I believe in taking action. And by meaningful action, I mean being the change we wish to see in this world. If we want to change the political and social culture in this country, it starts with you and me saying we are going to stand together as husband and wife and stick together in holy matrimony, married for life. It means we're going to raise our children to know and love the Lord, to respect the land and the livestock, to love their neighbor and to serve in their communities. So we're going to raise our kids right to say please and thank you, to have gratitude, to be willing to have servitude hearts, to give unto themselves to others. That's what we do in small towns. And yet across America, as I travel this country speaking, I see so many Main Street businesses sitting empty. I see what was once vibrant communities looking like ghost towns. I see shops and grocery stores and small town mercantiles shuttering their doors for good. And you know, the pandemic only made it worse. As hundreds of thousands of businesses went under in what was the largest transfer of wealth from the lower and middle class to the upper class in our nation's history, bar none. 
So as small town businesses across America are feeling the pinch of inflation and rising prices and they're trying to stay afloat, I tell you, now more than ever, we need to support our small towns. We need to shop on our main streets. We need to ensure that the people in our communities are uplifted and supported, that they can pay their bills, that they can in turn be able to support you. It's not the big box stores that are sponsoring your kids' softball tournaments or baseball tees. It's not the big box stores that are giving back to revitalize the city park or to put a fresh cone of paint in the school. It's not the big box stores that are putting together the cancer benefits when one of your own is struggling with a health crisis. Nope. It's the people you go to church with. It's the people you go to school with. It's the people you see in your grocery store on Main Street. It's the people you see at the gas station drinking coffee, talking about the news headlines. It's the people you see at the grain elevator in line or at the cattle auction buying their livestock. Yes, those are the people this song and songs like it are about. And so on today's preview episode of The Heart of Rural America with Amanda Radke, I want to share with you a story about Jason Aldean and how one of his songs somewhat started my career. Before we get into that, we're going to head to a message from our sponsors. I want to thank everyone for helping me to put this show together. Um, But overall, it really is all about sharing the stories of inspirational people across the heartland who are providing hope and encouragement and inspiration, just like Jason Aldean is with this song. We'll be right back. The Heart of Rural America is presented to you by my dear friends at CK6 Consulting, a cattle business consulting service with a purebred Angus focus. I recently joined the CK6 crew, and I would love to connect with you at an upcoming sale. Check out the sale calendar at ck6consulting.com to learn more about opportunities to invest in elite Angus genetics coming from our progressive and innovative clients who truly exemplify what it means to be the heart of rural America. And for all your semen needs, visit ck6source.com, an online stud service that features some of our clients' top-performing bulls. Give Chris Earle, Wes Teeman, Cody Fleeman, or myself a call with any questions or business inquiries you may have. CK6 is all about families helping families, and I'm so proud and grateful to be a part of it. Now let's get back to the show. And we're back, and this is the preview episode of a brand new podcast called The Heart of Rural America with Amanda Radke. This preview episode is somewhat rushed because the news cycle is happening so fast as this viral song of Jason Aldean's has hit the news waves. Now, Jason himself has come out with a statement telling the American people what this song means to him. Here in South Dakota, Christy Nome has offered him an opportunity to come sing that song right on the Governor Mansion's lawn. I think any of us would welcome Jason Aldean into our community to play that song. And having heard it firsthand myself in Nebraska, I can tell you how powerful it is. But in this segment of the show, I want to tell you a story that started my career. I was an 18-year-old kid. I was a national beef ambassador, which was a speaking contest. And once I won that contest, I 
spent the year traveling the country promoting beef at consumer events. So I did everything from the Boston Marathon to the Tulare Beef Farm Show. I went to Washington, D.C. to do a beef cook-off with chefs, and I got to meet some amazing people along the way. And it was truly an educational experience of learning about how consumers see the beef industry, what misconceptions are out there, what stories resonate most with them, and how we can better reach them to promote the beef that we love to eat and really fight for farmers and ranchers back at home in rural America who are frankly too busy tending to the land and and livestock to worry about the external threats that are outside our pasture gates. Well, I was 18 years old and just finishing my year as a national beef ambassador. I was also in my final year in FFA, the FFA organization, wearing the blue corduroy jacket. And I was set to compete in the National Extemporaneous Speaking Contest. I had gotten through districts and state and had somehow earned my spot to head to nationals. And I was so excited to compete. I was in my first year of college at South Dakota State University by this time. And then I got the news. And some of you guys might already know this story if you've been following me long enough. But then I got the news that there was a singer slated to perform at the National FFA convention that year. Her name was Carrie Underwood, her American Idol tour, where she was loved for her beautiful singing voice and her country music ballads. But she gained my attention and so many others because she wore an interesting t-shirt during her time on American Idol. Her shirt said V is for vegan. And a little extra research showed that she'd been doing media interviews talking about how she grew up on an Oklahoma cattle ranch and she had seen terrible abuse on that ranch and it prompted her to become a vegan. Now, I don't care if you eat beef or not. I mean, of course, I'm a cattle rancher, so I'm pretty biased. I think steak is king. I know that beef has 10 essential nutrients and it's good for you and it tastes great too. So I want everybody to love it and enjoy it. But more than that, I believe in consumer choice. So Carrie not eating beef was not a big deal to me. However, what was alarming to me is that on her tour and on her website, she was promoting the Humane Society of the United States, an organization with a massive, massive budget that they use not to save the dogs and cats, but to lobby and litigate and legislate against America's farmers and ranchers. They have their pockets in every little battle there is. They're trying to shape the farm bill right now. They've had their hand in eliminating horse slaughter in this country, which has led to the severe suffering of the American horse. And they're slowly but surely working their way into setting precedents across the country through ballot initiatives to make it harder for us to own pets, to manage livestock, to raise meat, dairy, and eggs in this country. And they're not going to stop until every single one of us has to give up our last beef cow. And so when I heard that Carrie was promoting the Humane Society of the United States, and I had just gotten off of a full year tour of promoting the beef industry on the road, I knew I couldn't just sit idle and say nothing. Now to show how old I am, this was the first year Facebook was created. And I'm this 18, 19 year old kid using Facebook. And so what I did was I started doing media interviews about HSUS. At that time, people weren't really aware of that organization. They mostly knew PETA and that was it. And they didn't know how slick the HSUS was and how dangerous they were to animal agriculture. 
So then I started using Facebook to tell the story of HSUS and to blow the whistle on Carrie. I got on the phone with the National FFA organization. I had a friend that was a national officer. And I said, hey, can you get any other singer besides Carrie? Like, I hate that she's coming to sing at an organization that represents kids in agriculture when she's so anti-animal agriculture. And I know that's going to make the super fans very mad at me. Obviously, Carrie's doing just fine, and I haven't slowed her down one bit. But I was an 18-year-old kid that was idealistic, that thought I could be this change. I could raise awareness. I could show people what this animal rights activist group is doing. And I didn't feel like Carrie represented the values of rural America at that time. And so what I did was I challenged FFA members through Facebook to buy a ticket to the concert. FFA said, no, we've booked her. We're not canceling the concert. At that time, they were losing a lot of sponsors because the sponsors were hearing wind of this FFA kid that was causing a ruckus. But what I knew I needed to do was I needed to make it right with the FFA. And so I told the kids, buy the ticket to the concert instead of boycotting it because FFA was going to have to pay her no matter what. But then once Carrie was introduced after the opening act that I challenged all the FFA members there to walk out of the concert hall to raise awareness about who the HSUS really was. Now, at that time, Carrie knew what was going on. Her people had heard about this little FFA kid from South Dakota. In fact, on her website, after she had gotten wind of it, she had changed Humane Society of the United States, the donation button that she had. And it just said Humane Society, which I thought was interesting because in my media interviews, I had said, I encourage everyone to support their local humane shelters because your money is going to go directly to saving dogs and cats, to providing, you know, the dog food and the medical needs of these animals that are being rescued by these shelters. But don't spend your money on a multi-million dollar budget animal rights terrorist group that is hell-bent on destroying animal agriculture and stripping meat, dairy, and eggs off the dinner table. And so that was my challenge to the FFA kids. And I am proud to say over a thousand kids walked out of the concert hall that day. There was a memorandum going around the concert that if I was seen at the event, I was supposed to be removed from the premises. I'm sure my parents were super duper <laughs> proud of their renegade daughter for causing a ruckus. My dad was terrified that animal rights groups were going to show up in our front yard because of all of the noise I was making on social media. And, you know, there's a lot of things I might have changed with my approach now that I'm, you know, many years down the road looking back on it. But for a young kid using social media to raise awareness, you know, I guess I can't say I regret it. But I tell that story because guess who the opening act was? Bet you'll never guess. The opening act at that national FFA convention was, you guessed it, Jason Aldean. And when we get back from this commercial break, I'm going to tell you exactly what song he sang and what it meant to me back then and how it still resonates today. So this is a preview episode of a brand new podcast called The Heart of Roll America with Amanda Radke. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you so much for listening. I'd love your feedback too. Any, any requests for guests or topics, I'm all ears. Send them my way, drop it in the comments, and be sure to subscribe and share this preview episode and let me know what you think. We'll be right back after this break from our commercial sponsor. 
Working cattle can be stressful at times, but the job is made so much easier with equipment that is safe, strong, and simply designed. I highly recommend Real Tough Livestock Equipment for all your working facility needs. We just installed the Deluxe Chute at Radke Landing Cattle, and it has been an absolute game changer as we run cows through our chute during AI season. It's durable and easy to use, and it's made to last a lifetime. Real Tough offers a wide range of products, including calving barns, panels, loading chutes, tubs, alleys, and portable working systems. Manufactured in the U.S. of A., Real Tough is family-owned and operated. Their commitment to helping farm and ranch families truly exemplifies what this show is all about. Learn more at realtough.com, that's T-U-F-F, and be sure to tell them Amanda sent you to receive an extra bonus with your order. Let's get you some iconic green Real Tough equipment headed your way. I promise you're going to love it. And we're back. This is the preview episode before the debut launch of a brand new podcast called The Heart of Rural America with Amanda Radke. I'm so excited to be sharing this with you all today and to kind of be reliving a blast from the past when I competed at the National FFA Convention in 2006, competing in the Extemporaneous Speaking Contest. By the way, I did win that contest, which was pretty wild at the time. I went from leading a protest at a Carrie Underwood concert the night before to standing on stage winning that speaking contest. And I think the Lord maybe blessed me with a lucky topic because if you're not familiar with the extemporaneous speaking contest, you draw three topics out of a hat and you get 30 minutes to write a five to eight minute speech. And wouldn't you know, in the final four round, I drew a beef industry topic. So thank you, Jesus, for gifting me with something I'm so passionate about and had spent that year studying as a national beef ambassador. It was just kind of a luck of the draw meant to be kind of situation. But what I do tell kids when I talk about that contest is when I had first started FFA, I was convinced I couldn't do that contest. I had told my advisor, never even ask me to do that one because I could never talk off the cuff like that. But he believed in me and he convinced me to get out of my own way. That's what I tell kids. Sometimes our worst enemy in life is ourselves telling us we can't do something. And quite honestly, that's what this podcast has been for me. It's been many, many years in the making and I've just convinced myself that I can't do it or that I shouldn't do it. But I'm here. I'm sticking my neck out. It's raw and unfiltered, and we're going to work through it as we go. And in this preview episode that's being shot completely off the cuff, unscripted, uncensored, unplanned, we're talking about an in-the-moment news cycle event that's happening right now with Jason Aldean and the controversy surrounding his song, Try That in a Small Town. But back to my story from 2006. Jason was the opening act, a fresh new act on the country music scene, this Jason Aldean. And, you know, he's well known for his songs like Flyover States, where he talks about in the lyrics, they've never drove through Indiana. They've never met the men who plowed that earth, planted that seed, busted his butt for you and me, or caught a harvest moon in Kansas. They'd understand why God made those flyover states. Songs like that resonate with people who live in the heartland, who live in the flyover states, who live in the heart of rural America. 
When he says, you'd think heaven's doors have opened, you'll understand why God made those flyover states. That song is my people. That song represents the people whose stories are shoved under the rug, pushed under the rug and forgotten about. Like we don't matter. Like our work and our values and our integrity and the careers that we have and the land that we tend to and the livestock we, that we love, like none of that needs to exist, like it's disposable. But I'm here to tell you that you matter, that you're not in the minority, that you're not alone, that there are good people across this country. And I know it because I meet them when I'm speaking on the road. Everywhere I go, I'm uplifted and encouraged and inspired by the amazing and incredible and innovative people who call rural America home. And our challenge now is to fight for this home that we love, to retain our young people, to restore our main streets, to invest in our small businesses, to support our farmers and ranchers, to fight policies that seek to end our way of life. And as Jason Aldean says, to take care of our own. So I want to end by telling you the song that Jason Aldean sang right before we walked out of the concert hall when Carrie Underwood was introduced. That song was Amarillo Sky. The lyrics go something like this. He gets up before the dawn, packs a lunch and a thermos full of coffee. It's another day in the dusty haze. Those burning rays are wearing down his body. And diesel's worth the price of gold. It's the cheapest grain he's ever sold, but he's still holding on. He just takes the tractor another round and pulls the plow across the ground and sends up another prayer. He says, Lord, I never complain. I never ask why, but please don't let my dreams run dry underneath, underneath this Amarillo sky. I get goosebumps listening to that one. I think I always will. Just seems like the perfect song representing the heart of rural America in this country. If that resonates with you, you might be in the right spot for the right podcast. I'd invite you to subscribe and save this podcast, to share it with your friends, to help me spread the message. The official launch is next Wednesday, July 26th, and I would love for you to blow it up, share it, comment, leave your reviews. Let me know your feedback. Give me your requests for topics, for guest appearances. I've got a great slate of guests lined up in the coming months that I think you are going to absolutely love and adore and being inspired by. Because at the end of the day, unless we take control of what we can control, our family, our faith, our freedoms, our small town communities, our main streets, our American agriculture, unless we drive the narrative, unless we focus on what we can control, unless we create the culture and the economy and the political discourse that we want to see in this country, instead of biting our tongues and saying, I don't want to ruffle any feathers today. Unless we're willing to do that, it's all for naught. So thank you for listening to this preview episode of The Heart of Rural America with Amanda Radke. I am really looking forward to creating and building a community surrounding this message. And I hope it resonates with you as much as what this mission and this theme of this podcast means to me. I'm Amanda Radke, and this is the preview episode of the soon-to-be-released Heart of Rural America podcast. 
We'll see you on the dusty trail. Thank you for tuning into the show. If you found value in the message, I would be so grateful if you would subscribe and share to help spread the word. Until next time we meet on the dusty trail, I'm Amanda Radke, and this is the heart of Roll America.